Thank you, Brandon. Um, I'm going to throw Brad off, or no, Brad's not up there, it's Mark. Um, can you bring up From Mighty to Save uh, the line where it talks about take me as you found me? Because if, if we think about, or as, well, you don't, because you don't know what I'm talking about yet. <laughs> I do. Um, but as, as I think about this, the words that you see here, take me as you find me. All my fears and failures. Since Easter, Pastor Mark has been talking about grace. And the cross is empty. The grave is empty. And we have to live in that resurrection. That drives who we are. He has conquered the grave. And so as, as we think about this this morning, the conquering of the grave, take me as you find me, no matter where you are in your walk with God, this message this morning is for you. Whether you're not a believer yet, whether you are a new believer whether you have been doing it for 10, 15, 20 years, or your entire life. We have to live as we believe, is how Pastor Mark put it a couple weeks ago. In other words, if you believe in the resurrection, it's going to come out in everything you do. It should. How we act, what we do, all of it. Because if it doesn't, then do we truly believe? Or has something got in the way because of it? Watch this video. If, if I was to title a message this morning, um, it'd be living what you believe. You know, one of the things that I, I've had an opportunity to meet with some of the parents uh, of our congregation in the class, uh, raising spiritually sound kids. And that is one of the aspects that I will continue to harp about, is we have to live what we believe. And the reason why is because it is going to show to everybody. You know what is the priority in your life. Your children know what the priority is in your life. And teens, 
we know what the priority is in your life because that's what you want to do all of the time. So when we talk about this living what we believe, one of the things that, that you need to hear, well, uh, some, some of you may be in a different position than I am uh, financially, uh, because uh, 23 years in the military and then in ministry, uh, my kids are not waiting for me to go. Okay? I, they will not receive a lavish inheritance from me. In fact, they're probably hoping that I stay long enough to make sure I pay all of theirs uh, college tuition and everything. So, you know, they won't get that. But since I won't leave a, an inheritance, the one thing that I am going to leave is a legacy. Each and every one of you will leave a legacy. What is that going to be? What is it that your kids are going to know about you? And so what I'm trying to get across is we all came from something that wasn't what we wanted it to be, something that Christ doesn't want it to be. Forgetting the past. If, if you would, I want to take you to Philippians chapter 3. Um, now, one, one of the things I do have to, to point out is this is one of my favorite verses of all time, especially when I was a young Christian. And, and so when Mark called me on Friday night saying, hey, uh, I need you to pinch hit for me. I got to leave town. Um, we all have to fall back to some of those things that we know. And, and so fitting with, with this theme that he has been covering over the last couple weeks about grace, this is perfect. And it, this is what Philippians said. Now, you know, if, you, if you're not quite familiar with Philippians, it's, well, even Mark talked about it, it you know, it's the General Electric Power Company. It's in the New Testament, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. So if you would, in Philippians chapter 3, and, and I'm just going to talk about verses 13 and 14. If you don't have your Bible, it is up on the screen. And it says, Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, or as the NIV says, forgetting what is past, what is behind, straining forward to what lies ahead. 
I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Now, I, I say these were some of my favorite verses because really it gave me the knowledge that I can forget. That God has forgotten my past. All right, but let's talk a little bit about human nature. What do we tend to do? We tend to dig it back up, either one, to make ourselves feel a little, all right, well, you know, I can't believe I did that, or to make others feel that way. You know, because we're digging up their old stuff. Now, you know, if there's two reasons why I believe we are unable to forget about the past, it's because we either can't or we won't. Now, kind of sound the same, don't they? To me, they do. But I'll leave it up to you as far as where you may fit into that as we kind of progress through this. Because, you know, the one thing that I do know is depending on which version of the Bible that you are looking at in those two verses, there is something that, like I said, we either can't or won't forget what is where? Behind us past. Because there are some times where we're sitting there and we're looking in the rearview mirror or we're looking behind because of sin in our life, because of things that we may not want in our life, or because we know, all right, I'll go, I'll go to church on Sunday and and I'll confess, and I'll use church kind of like a drive-through. How do we forget the past? Well, in those two verses, the New Living Translation kind of says it like this. I keep focused. Focused on what? What's ahead? What lies ahead? The future. Not the past? No. The future. The message says, I have my eye on the goal. If I even go back to Peter, when we talk, when, when, it, when it's written that he, is, he sees Jesus coming on the water, and he says, Jesus, if it is you, call me. And what does he do? He's got his eyes on Jesus, and he's walking out to Jesus. And in the word, it says that he took his eyes off of Jesus. And what happened? He sank. Ladies and gentlemen, we cannot do this on our own. Because if you 
follow Philippians chapter 3 and you look a few verses before that, Paul, who is calling himself a Jew of Jews and listing all of the things that he is as a Jew, then says, not that I have obtained all of this or have already been made perfect. Because it is not through himself. It is only through Christ that we can live this life that he has called us to. And so it is because of one of those things that, that we tend to fall back into. Either we allow ourselves to or we're not able to forget. I want to I bring a couple of examples of, of this thought. Um, one of the, the examples is that of a caterpillar. You know, a caterpillar starts out just a bug. Crawling on the ground, crawling on plants. But a lot of times we just skip from there to what it becomes. And that is a beautiful cat, uh, butterfly. But if you have ever seen the entire cycle of what a caterpillar is doing during that time, you may be amazed and how some of the characteristics of it really match with human life and following a life of Christ. Because as you find a caterpillar that finds the limb or, or the stick or wherever it is that it's going to uh, just transform into the cocoon and then become a butterfly, you'd be surprised at how it kind of slowly lets all of its legs let go to where it is actually hanging down. There are things in our lives that we may not want to let go of. Things in our lives that we know are wrong, but we've got to slowly let go in order to be transformed into what Christ has called us to be. Because even if you will watch that even further, you'll see that the caterpillar then is starting to be transformed into that cocoon from the inside out. Starts here. And then it's for everyone to see. Much like your life and living what you believe. You know, I have a lot of respect for, for Xenia and, and this church, which is part of the reason why I felt so comfortable in, in coming to this church. Because of the hard work 
that it takes to live. And, you know, I, I got to say, if, if this rope, you know, some of you are probably wondering, well, what is that thing that's all across the front of the stage? If this rope, which would go on for eternity, was your life, and Greg, you might remember this, just a different version from Dave Walker. Um, if this rope represented your life, this part right here represents your life on earth. This is it. The rest of this is eternity. Where? That's up to you. <laughs> you see, God gives us that choice. God has given you free will to choose where you want to live the rest of this. Because you see, there are some that are living this part of the life just to get to that end. What are, you, what are you living your life for? Is it just till the end of the tape? Or is it going to be for the rest of this? Because how we live this is going to impact the rest. The one thing that I know of, the one thing that uh, we can learn from that transformation is that it is hard letting go. It is hard to live a life Christ has called us to live. But just as Paul states he can only do it with the strength and power from God. You know, some of you, well, most of you don't know me that well. I like all kinds of music. Uh, and I was actually listening to the Crab family yesterday. Uh, for those of you that they are Southern Gospel uh, family, young boys and girls, and not young, but they're, they're probably in their mid-20s, 30s now. But I was listening to a song called Through It All. And also Through the Fire. And if you have an opportunity, just look it up on the internet or on YouTube. Through the Fire, specifically. Because in the song, it states, he did not say the cross would not be heavy. In other words, that we are going to face difficult times. The cross will not be heavy. He didn't state that it wouldn't be heavy, sorry. And the, dif the difference is he will be with us. You know, you've heard the, the footprints in the sand thing. 
I'll even take you to James chapter 1, where, where God is saying that there will be trials. And to consider it pure joy, I'm not saying we're jumping up and down, but the joy is because God is going to be with us as we're going through it. And if you go even a little bit further into that song of Through the Fire, it states that he will hold our, our hand as he takes us back through the fire again. <laughs> we might liken that to the refiner's fire. So, you know, I, I just, I wonder if any of you are like me in, in this fact of when I first became a Christian, it was all about checking boxes. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm not doing this. I'm not. It's rules. It's just trying to be obedient in different aspects. It didn't always work. In fact, it, I failed. Numerous, numerous times. And it wasn't until I really started to understand that I must have my identity from God first in order to live that obedient life now and in the future. Because if my identity who I am, is found in Christ, it is so much easier to live a life that he has called me to live. Think about that. You know, guys or, or those of us that have this mind that I, I'm, you know, I, I get laughed at a lot. I'm a rule follower. Brandon and I, we were talking about it yesterday. And so it's easy for me to think of that obedience first. And that's where I went. But I have to have my identity. Who I am must be formed in Christ. Not in what I do or who I may seek significance from. Because that's where we get trapped up in this world. Let me give you another example. I don't know how many of you actually know this. I don't even know how often um, or even if I've, I've said it. I didn't graduate high school. I, Scott Porter, did not graduate high school, which in fact led me to join the military because I didn't want to go to college. I wasn't the astutious type of person. I failed English twice, which is why I didn't graduate. So lo and behold, 10 years down the road while I was in the military teaching, I'm grading research papers. 
I don't know what a dangling participle is, but I can see that it's wrong. Hey, look it up. But what I could have done is I could have allowed that to cloud everything. But instead, hopefully, within the next year, I'm going to receive a doctorate's degree. I don't say that to promote anything. I say it to give you an example of how we can either let it hold us back or we can forget the past. Now, this doctorate degree is in ministry. Now, I don't, I don't look at that as anything other than God. Because my bachelor's degree is in pastoral ministries, which I received in 2006. I have a master's degree in ministry, and it's only through the grace of God, and it is only through the strength of the Holy Spirit that was allowing me to get through those classes while I was still working and had four kids. And I'll be perfectly honest with you, there is no other explanation other than God getting me through that and still being with me today. Because those, of, those folks that are going through that Raising Spiritually Sound Kids class that is on Wednesday nights and the first one here on Sunday night, tonight, they're kind of my lab <laughs> because that's my project for my doctoral thesis. And so it is only through the grace of God that me forgetting some of those aspects and pushing on and focusing on Christ that I'm here today What's holding you back? What are you allowing to hold you back? Now, John Wesley preached a sermon from Philippians chapter 3 on sanctification, on holiness. And this is why I'm saying it doesn't matter where you are in your walk with God. This applies to each and every one of us. If, if you don't know God, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, that verse right there says, let it go. Let it go. Come to the cross and find salvation. Come to the cross and know what love is. Come to the cross and find your true identity because this cross is empty. Because the grave is empty. Because Jesus conquered the grave. 
hey, if you've been a Christian and, and we're not what we should be, you may be that butterfly that decided to go back and try to be a caterpillar and flop in the dirt. Pick yourself up. Brush yourself off. Allow Christ to brush yourself off and start again. Because that's the grace that my Savior, that our Savior can provide. If we need strength to get through tomorrow, if we need the hope, if we need the drive, the motivation, the inspiration to get through tomorrow, it's right here at the cross. Where are you at? What are you living for? Are you living to get to the end of this? Or are you living for the rest of it? I know Paul, as he continued to write in chapter 4 of Philippians... Do you guys, do you have that one, Mark? If not, I can, I can read it. In verse 23 of chapter 4. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit because that is the only way we will live a life that we believe. The only way. Father, we thank you we thank you for your, your power and your strength within, within our lives. And, and we just thank you for your grace that you provide us to get through the day. To get through this life that we have. And no matter if we stumble, no matter if we take two steps forward and one step back, you're still there. Because even in that example, we've taken a step forward. But there are going to be times where we're going to take one step forward and two steps back. But we have to be able to let that go at times. And I know that we are human, and in our humanness, it will make it hard to forget but Father, allow us to press on 
to look forward, to look at the goal that you have called us to. And that is you. That is this life with you. We ask all of this in your most heavenly and precious name.